holidays and games go together like peanut butter and jelly or like peanut butter and chocolate or peanut like butter and honey peanut butter and honey and banana and banana <laughs> but but why why do holidays and games go along with each other so well it's holidays and games on this episode of board game faith the bi-weekly show exploring the intersection of religion spirituality and board games Playing live, but nothing's there. Well, hello, welcome everybody to Board Game Faith. It is so good to have you here. My name is Daniel. My name is Kevin. And uh, it is a, uh, a joy to, to welcome you uh, to uh, this little show where we uh, talk about games and religion and spirituality and things like that. Kevin, it is good as always to see you. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm very good, Daniel. Thank you. Very good, nice. good. And good. yourself? I'm doing well, too. Thank you. I'm doing fine. But good. I'm not doing as well as you because you have recently had an adventure Yes, I went to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love for brotherly PAX love. Unplugged. I decided to go big or go home. I'd never been to a convention, board game convention before, so why not go to one of the biggest in the country? Why not? Wow. 30,000 of my 30, new closest 000. friends were there. So, yeah, that was really neat. It was, it was an interesting experience. You said, like, the first day the line wrapped around the block Three the times. second day, it the went three day. times, and then I saw someone on YouTube had sort of video, video, uh, vlog, you blog, v- vlogged, vlogged it, vlogged it. He vlogged the. He said it went around four. Wow. Around four times at one point around the building. I guess at that point I was already in line one or two of the wrap, and I. Didn't care because I just wanted to get in. But yeah, I mean, it's massive. It's huge. It's, uh, it's, there's a lot of angles to it. You could go there to shop and buy games, especially games that are released but not distributed yet. So Zoo Vadis is a really great game I got to play there. I did not buy a copy because I didn't think I had space in my luggage because I didn't check anything. But uh, it won't be available in North America till April. But I could have bought it there. So that that haunts me to this day. So So you can buy games. You can try games at the library. You can try games that are in process. So the upcoming Molly House game by Whirligig, I got to play an early, sort of just a brief round of that to see what it's like. Yeah, 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 and I didn't realize that was the designer, Joe Kelly, I think is his name. He was actually the person at the table. Oh, really? So you get to meet Cole Worley and people and his brother Drew um, and make some new friends. So it's really neat. It is tricky in that it's so big, you really need a tribe. You need a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that means you either have to bring friends, which I didn't do, or you're going to have to be patient and cultivate friends that you will see and meet up with 
on a regular basis. Right. If that right. Right. So you end up. It's, it's going to take a few years, but as you go and you, you you make you meet people, you play games, you get their contact info, you ask if they're going next year, you hang out with them for lunch or dinner, or play some games, and there, yeah. And you did. You met some some board game faith, uh, some some members of the board game faith family, right? Some uh, like some I did. Our listeners. I did. I got yeah, to yeah. meet some members of the family, which is cool, especially. John Glenn, not the astronaut, and he is a great guy. He, we got to spend some time and chat, and he is, he is trying to work on some games in production. He's met with some publishers, and that was really cool to see that process. That's that, so that cool. Part of what's happening at these conventions is is board game publishers are looking for new ideas, new designers. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was that was neat. So he demoed one of his games with me and described some of the others. And oh, great. Yeah. Oh well, so good was, luck to awesome. you, John, and trying and getting these games published. That, I know John reached out um, on social media, or direct messaged us to see if any either of us was there. Um, I know Camping Meeple reached out as well, and that it, it a little tricky, but uh, tricky as well. But we just it was so great to have folks reaching out, and yeah, and I hope Davidson in the future we'd love out. to meet with any of our listeners. Yeah, and Liz Davidson is working on a game, so yeah. uh, it's it's neat. It's really neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's, process. So it's definitely a big, um, it's business and fun going down at at, at PAX. What was and the biggest surprise? Great. Yeah, uh, that that was really that was neat uh, to to just see, be in a big city since I don't live in one. Right, right. What was the biggest surprise of your very first board game convention that you attended? How, how was it different than what you expected? Probably the scale. I mean, I yeah. did not realize how big. The, 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 it was just fast. It, it, maybe two football fields, I'm guessing. Wow. American football, which I don't know how that compares to other to worldly worldly football. What we can call it, global. I think football. It's just what the rest of the world calls football. Yeah, just right. so like I think which American football feet. is equal to one point seven three two global football. I think is what it is. I think that's the conversion in square, ratio in square inches. That's right. The rest of the world plays metric football. An American right, plays right. American football. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's a, you could do inches third to, instead of squared. What do you say, third? How do you say that? To, to, to cube, the third you power. Cube inches to the third power includes you, time. It includes the length of the actual game, if you want to use that oh, measure. Oh, right. Okay. So okay. it'd be length, width of the football field, not the pitch, and time. That would be inches to the third power. That makes total sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I celebrate useful, all of that. It's a useful, it's a useful number. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just that. He, I mean, it was just a ginormous hanger of 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 people playing games. I mean, they had, they had tables out, and you could check out games and play. Wow, that's amazing. So I crashed in on a game of Scholars of the South Tigers because I knew the game, and I saw some people setting up, and I just was like, "I want in." And they said <laughs> no, and I said, "Please," and they said no, and then I said. Pretty please, poor, poor favor, and they let me in. So you know, great. I, and I came admire- in second, so they will never call me again. Oh, okay. Well, I I admire you though, for won. putting yourself out there and getting in the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, cool. you know, most gamers, the only requirement is a desire to play games. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What makes games great? Oh, I'm that's so glad it. that you went, and it sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll go again. Um, 
So we'll see. And yeah. you and I are definitely scheming to go to some sort of a convention. And there's yeah. one in Charlotte I found out in January. So that I'll definitely go to that because I can just go down for the day. I'm an hour from Charlotte. Yeah, that's your neck of the woods. I have to get a hotel. or Hotel is the biggest expense. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Really. That would be great. flights are kind of cheap now. Yeah. All right. Well, today, Daniel, we are talking about games and holidays. Right, right. And you have some uh, preliminary prologue prefatory thoughts, I think. Oh, well, I just, you know, just as you and I were talking about the subject of holidays and games, and thanks for the good suggestion of that. That was your idea. Just, they really do seem to go well together, right? Holidays mm-hmm. and games uh, really seem to go well together. Um, there are, you know, you and I were trying to think of, of a few historical examples. Um, and honestly, I think we, it was a little tricky to think of some, but like, you know, in, in Judaism, there's the dreidel, right? You have the dreidel at Hanukkah, um, and neither of us are experts at that. And so probably, you know, can't say much more than that, but just to acknowledge that that is a, that is a, mm-hmm. a, a traditional game played at a holy day, um, dreidel in, in Judaism. We sort of, I was trying to think of anything you and I were talking, if there's anything like that in Christianity, not really we could think of, but I mean, the advent calendar is kind of a gamey sort of thing that um, are in some Christian traditions that you open up one door of the calendar each day of advent. For those who are unfamiliar, advent is the season of four weeks of getting ready for Christmas, getting ready for mm-hmm. The celebration of the birth of It's a countdown, Jesus. really. Yeah, it's a countdown calendar. Yeah, and and so in this tradition, you got this this kind of a this box that has twenty five days on it for um, the twenty five days of Advent, or actually, of, I guess of December. Um, Advent doesn't always necessarily follow the twenty five days of December. Well, actually, it doesn't. But anyway, it's close. And you open right. up a door for each day of the of December and a little tiny door that's like the size of a postage stamp. And behind, uh, often, behind that uh, door that you open, there's some little gift like a, a mint or a chocolate kiss or a new car. A new car, right. Yeah. yeah. Very small key to a Volvo. Right? It's a very tiny car. That's right. Um, yes. Maybe a sticker. Peel on tattoo. A peel on tattoo. A um, a piece Saint of Saint Michael and all his angels. Saint Michael and all his angels. Which actually isn't a lot. It's kind of he's embarrassed by that. Saint Michael. Right. It's supposed to be all his angels, but it's like two. Really? So it's yeah. You can't fit no, it I'm in. just making that up. It is Saint yes. Michael and all his angels, but I'm just joking. Like <laughs> it's he's really trying to brag, but he, it, it, the, the other angels don't like him. Really, he's That's he's a bad. yeah he's he's a rules lawyer and an alpha player, um, really? alpha dog. Yeah, and they just don't uh, want a game with him. I mean, you do hear it more about Saint Mike, you know, Michael than the other angels. It would seem like you if you're the other angels, you kind of get tired of it. Maybe after a while, like yeah, we never hear about the angel Susan, <laughs> right? And, and she actually has a battle axe. She does. I mean, Michael has a sword, but she has an axe. If I were so. Susan, I'd be like. I have a battle axe and no one talks about angel Susan coming in all of her glory with the battle axe. Why does Michael get all of the double sided glory? Yeah, I would (laughs) double the glory, Michael, (laughs) you and your single, single bladed sword. It's like the Jimi Hendrix experience. Like, does the experience mean the drummer? (laughs) The drummer's like, what about me? Jimmy says, shut up. One, two, three, four. (laughs) 
Um, and we know that there are games and other religious traditions as well that, that we're just not familiar with. Um, it just, just, mm-hmm. we just said just in passing, um, you know, that, um, the game that we in the English world call snakes and ladders or shoots and ladders, you know, arose out of Hinduism, out of a Hindu tradition and has some connection to some Hindu holidays as well, but that's certainly nothing that we're mm-hmm. or Hindu teaching. On. Yeah. Hindu teaching yeah. concepts. Yeah. 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 You know, as you were saying though, it, it got me thinking, I wonder if Easter hiding Easter eggs is kind of a game. So that, that oh, might yeah. work. That is a game. That is, that's really good. Oh, I like so that. It's a game. And that, that might be like the dreidel in that it's a, something you do around a holiday and it's more for kids, right? Because I think the dreidel is for kids. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's an adult game necessarily. Yeah. And, and hiding Easter eggs is, or finding Easter eggs is more of a kid's activity. And you know, that makes me think about the epiphany cake where you hide like, um, isn't there like oh. you hide a little figurine inside of an epiphany cake or something like that? Or like the three kings cake. Yeah, I have heard of that. Where I think maybe that's, I hear that may out of New Orleans or out of, out of um, Louisiana. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, anti- right. I, I, I should have researched that before bringing it up, but. Um, well, I was doing a little research for Advent and I didn't realize till just the other week that it's not celebrated in the Eastern church, the Eastern Orthodox, Eastern Christianity. It's okay. really a Western thing because they have Epiphany is a bigger deal, January 6th, Yeah. Um, which is the day, God, what does Epiphany celebrate? The revealing of. I think conceptually it's the revealing it's the, it's of, the wise men. of no. Christ's identity to the world. Yeah, in the West we do the wise men on the on on that day. Yeah, that's right. I don't know, but but I mean so that's Christmas calendar, in the Orthodox but, Church is just January sixth, right? Yes, and so in the West it's December twenty fifth, and it has Advent, and in the East, which is Russian Orthodox and all those the more Orthodox traditions, um, they don't do Advent. Hmm, interesting, and I didn't they know do that. Epiphany. And they do gifts, but don't they put it in the shoes? Has something to do with the... I don't know. Well, it does have something to do with the wise men, too. I think, you know, I've heard from my... I think I remember from my church history classes, uh, class a long time ago, um, many, many years ago, but that at one time in the church, epiphany was this kind of umbrella term, right, To, to just celebrate all the ways of Christ being revealed in the world. And it included... Christ's birth, but it included other things as well. And I, I wonder if that, if if maybe January 6th, I'm just totally speculating here. We need to talk to some of our Orthodox friends, but whether January 6th today still kind of plays that role mm, in the Orthodox mm-hmm. church, that it, it is a celebration of Christmas, but it's a, it's a celebration of all the ways of kind of Christ's being revealed into the world, maybe. I don't know. Right, right. Anyway. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. If you know that, cool. any of our listeners, please let us know. We'd be interested right. to, to hear. Yeah. I, I, like, I, like, I like how a good portion of every episode is, Kevin, you, you and I say, we don't know. Listeners, right. do you know? Please. <laughs> please. If I could get off this camera and read and go Google on Wikipedia, <laughs> I might know, but I don't know right now. Right. Because I know. used to know, but I've forgotten. We've used to, that's right. That's right. But we have amazing listeners. How about, I mean, in, in, your, in, in your personal experience kevin day uh, games and have games and holidays gone together for you over the years not really in the sense i, I think some families have a game that they always play together mm-hmm. so that becomes part of the celebration of a holiday family social at time is they play a certain game we have rummy cube has often been played in my house but not like with my parents and my mother especially 
but it's not as if we always played it at the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's not a particular game that developed within my family. How about you? Do you have any? No one particular game. I mean, there are some that are common and we'll, I'm, I'm going to be getting into them later on in our, in our game list, but, um, but yeah, but games, playing games on the holidays certainly is, has been a big thing for, for us. Yeah. Um, really? So your family always play, cause see, we don't, we don't always yeah. play a game. Um, yeah, it's usually some part of our, of our holiday celebration in some ways, but is that because that's part of your gift or your demands or your sulking or a, is that a little, a little bit of all expect- of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 um, yeah. I mean, well, recently, I mean, yeah, it's because especially since we've gotten back into hobby board gaming, all of my gifts every year are games. Right. <laughs> and right. so, so it's kind of like, will somebody please play with me? But, um, but, before that, even before that, um, I, it was, a, I think, a part of our holidays as we would we would play some sort of mm-hmm. games together. Um, and, and it is good when, when you've got kids that are out of school. So games are great. And that's not a holiday so much as a day. Well, I guess it's a holiday in the sense of you're not necessarily going to work or school, but right. it's not a it's not about around. It's not about the religious significance of the days. Right. I think that's it's one of the reasons maybe. we need something to do. Yeah, yeah, that's a good a good point. I think it's one of the one of the practical reasons why games and holidays go together is yeah, everyone's yeah off. You're all together. At least in the northern hemisphere, it's cold outside. You can't really do much outside, and so mm-hmm. how do you we? You don't spend want to talk this? about politics, and you don't right, want to right. rehab. You know, you want to be together in a positive way, and games are are preeminent in that. Yeah, they can yeah. provide a positive social interaction. Yeah. Unless it's some euro and you're counting sheep on your little tableau and you don't, you know, like they've all fallen asleep and, and Daniel's still playing. He's still shearing his sheep. But, you know, I think in some ways, in, in some deeper ways, that captures the spirit of the holidays. Does counting it? sheep in, in your kind of counting little wooden sheep. sheep. Right, right. Yeah, that's, uh, I think it's implied in Luke. It's implied. It's implied, a, that yeah. the, the shepherds kept the their best sheep. Na- na- it's the best nap that Kristen's had in years. Was she dozed <laughs> off playing the shearing sheep. Christmas game. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there are, so there's some practical reasons for games and holidays to go together. What are there any, and of course I got some thoughts on this too, but any, any theological reasons, any spiritual religious reasons for games and holidays to go together? I think this is one in our outline that you've mentioned, but I'll go ahead and take a stab at it because I think it's a good one. And that's that as, as we've ruminated on this podcast in the, in the past, that we're meant for more than work as yeah. human beings. Right. And so playing games anticipates a reality where we can enjoy each other, have fun, and not have to do something. Right? Yeah. Um, I was listening to Ezra Klein podcast, which I love so much recently. Well, I, and I don't know, it may have been an older episode, but the person was talking about deep reading and they cited, I'm not sure where they're pulling from this, but that Aristotle said there are three elements to the good life. It is work, which could be production or information gathering. It is, it is uh, reflection, contemplation. And this person was including kind of reading as a part of that <clears throat> life because you're using your mind and you're kind of interacting with the book. But, it, you know, that could include journaling or just um, thinking. So because for Aristotle, it would have been th- 
philosophy discussions, you know, what is the meaning of life type things. Yeah. But the third bit is leisure. Mm. And so she doesn't go into this, but part of the good life is not working. Mm. Yeah. And, and so games remind us of that, especially when people are not working, they're at home. And uh, so it's a chance to have fun. Is that where you were going with the idea of celebrating the unnecessary? I love that. I love that. No, I, well, I love that yeah. as a sense of, yeah, it's, it's, it's a reminder that we are created to be more than just working creatures. Yeah, yeah, we're to, to and I, that sense of work and contemplation and reflection, that's a great, mm-hmm. that's a great triumvirate. I, I, it makes me it almost is. think about- I wish I could find the source, yeah. Yeah, we've talked before about, you know, the difference between Triumph. work and play, though they may not be as different as we think in some ways, but, but then we've also added, you know, like this idea of Sabbath, you know, and, and Sabbath in mm-hmm. some ways is not, the same as play, and, and I wonder if there's kind of parallels between that triumvirate and the and the and that and those three yeah. and that threesome of work and play and Sabbath kind of at the. But anyway, I don't know. But it's it's good. I like that. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you said it really well. Yeah. I I stole your thunder. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. The you only put thing in the outline, and then I took it. No, no. It's I. This is. Oh, it was all the so outline because we've worked on it together over the, over the last few years. Actually, you was, just worked on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only thing I might add is, you know, I think this is something that you and I have talked about before in episodes. That you know, I think when you get into the realm of the unnecessary, you're you're really you're you're starting to speak the language of grace. You know, that just that right. you know that it, holidays from the eyes of the world are, you know, are unnecessary. We're, we're not, in, in fact, in some ways, they're kind of counterproductive because we're not out there producing like the world says yeah. we, sh- we should be doing. And then that's what, uh, that's what happens in a Christmas carol, right? Uh, yes. Scrooge is mad that they are not working on it. He has to give them Christmas day off. Right, exactly. Scrooge does yeah, not yeah. see, uh, uh, to Scrooge, this hol- the holidays are completely unnecessary, right? It's just, it's, right. it's, it's, a, it's a luxury. It's a, it's an indulgence. And, mm-hmm. and, and games, as we've talked about, you know, one of the fundamental definitions of games is the voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles, this Bernard Suits thing. The games are inherently unnecessary as well. And, and, and when we're talking about giving ourselves to the unnecessary, both either in holidays or games, I, I think it, like, as you said, it creates echoes and kind of gets us in a kind of a spiritual posture to think about grace because, you know, grace, which can be defined various in various ways, but just is, you know, this, this love of God, the universe, all of, in, however, we want to, however we want to define it, you know, toward us, um, that is unnecessary, right? I mean, God... Mm-hmm. God doesn't. There's something superfluous to it. Right, all. right. If we earn that love, yeah. then it's not it's not unnecessary anymore. It's something that we've earned, right? And so grace, by necess, by definition, is unnecessary. And I, the more we kind of celebrate the unnecessary gifts of life, I think the more it kind of gets us in. Ooh, a, that's good. A I mental, like spiritual posture to celebrate to think about grace as a necessary gift from God too. Yeah. I don't, well, that's. I'm pretty sure you said that, and that I still. No, it from you said you. that. Um, that's good. Mom, so yeah, well. yeah. No, I like that. Well, so um, well, thank you. So so so, Kevin, you and I have some games that we would that can, we can have experienced that are good for holidays. Yeah. Can I add one thing? Yeah. Along yeah. those lines, I think modern life today is particularly particularly pernicious in the sense of if people have cell phones, they're never bored. Mm. 
and they're hyper individualized. Mm. So the idea of watching a movie together as a family seems actually, it's difficult for us. And it's strange because everybody could just retreat. Mm -hmm. So games have a particular thing to play in the sense that it can bring people together that otherwise are just going to be scrolling. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. life is so solitary now, thanks to the cell phone and its entertainment value. That, yep. um, yeah, that, that in the holidays, it, it, I don't know. 40 years ago, things were different and there was entertainment, sure, but people were bored a lot more. And I think they're more willing to watch a movie with someone or play a game out of boredom. Mm. But now we're never bored. Right, right. That's a because really good Netflix point. And, That's a really good point. So games yeah. almost have like, they're almost like an evangelist for spending time with one mm. another. With other. oh. It's almost like a missionary act, if you will. Game, games save as us from solitary entertainment. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you know what? Along these lines, when I was at PAX, and this is just me, my observation, I did not see a lot of people with AirPods on. And they are ubiquitous everywhere else, walking down the street. And I have some, so I'm not against them. But some people have them in all the time. I didn't see very many there. And I thought, I wonder if that's because the people here really crave social action and social interaction in some way. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, why would you go to a board game convention with AirPods in? You right. Probably right. you're just going to stay home. Right, right. I'm not saying there weren't any, but... It was not like it is on the streets or in other places. Yeah. It hits me that, you know, oftentimes on this podcast, we've talked about how games are a fundamental part of being human. And, and you know, mm. and I think we believe that. And it's, you know, it's always been a part of human history in every society. But in other ways, hearing you talk about it now, I mean, it's almost kind of a, like a anachronism or something. You know, it's almost like, yeah. it's yeah. just, to, it, it's it, it, in our modern day and age to say, you know, let's gather around this this table and move around pieces of cardboard and wood mm -hmm. with no, there's, I mean, yeah, there's app integration sometimes and things like that, but, but really not much of an electrical component to it at all. Mm -hmm. it, it, it does seem something almost from, from another era as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. No, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was a little... I like Codicil, that. Addendum. Yeah. But we want to do recommendations of games. Yes. So these are recommendations of games for the holidays. I don't know about you, how you put your game, your game list together, Kevin. Mine are by no way like my definitive games for the holidays, but I just, I just listed some games that have worked well for our family and extended family over the holidays. And that's, so I've got a few games like that. And how, how about you? How did you think about all this? Yeah, I just made up some. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way. I can do them alphabetically if you want. Sure. Well, yeah. Do you want to go? Should we go back and forth? What do you want to do? Let's go one. Well, I'll just go through all mine. You go through yours. Okay. Okay. I like it. I work? like it. All okay. right. So in alphabetical order, from early letters to the end, my first pick is Zebulon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Only Z's. The grandparents love Zebulon. I think, I know, right? Yeah. So I think a good game for the holidays, I wanted at least one that was a little more interesting, yeah. a little crunchier, but maybe not too crunchier. I think Architects of the West Kingdom mm. is a good one mm, because good. If, if people are willing to learn it, it's, you know, you, you 
place a worker and you get something for that it. Is good. And then you take those things and you're trying to build stuff. Yeah. So they may not have seen a game like this, but I, it, it's a, got a winsome artwork and I think you can jump into it. I think it plays five people, maybe, maybe even more. I don't quite remember, but it, you know, if you're, if you've got some, some folks that are willing to invest a little time or are tired of the usual game, uh, I think Architects is my one slightly meatier choice. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's a really great choice. Rich. It's very accessible. Yeah, it does play one to five. I was just looking up. Yeah. Okay, one to five. So yeah. that is one issue is if you've got a large group of people, you may you may end up being a subgroup at a family event or maybe it works or it's a late night thing. But yeah, I would put Architects on there. I think that's a good one. That's a good it's one. Not a, it's not a super expensive game. No, and it is, it's it. very accessible. You don't have to be a, like the, the complexity level is not super high and yet it's really fun and thinky and... Um, and worker placement, yeah, like I do this, I get this. When I'm out of workers, then I'm done. That's a good choice. So that's an easy thing to grok. Yeah, number two, I think this is the best game for accessible but interesting. Do you want to guess? It's another A word. Accessible. And it means a color. Azul. In another language. Azul. Azul is so good. Azul. I love that's Azul. a great one. Yeah, I love it's that. It's thinky, it's challenging, but it doesn't have to be. And it's very calming and there's not even any numbers. It's pattern matching. Yeah, um, that's such a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's a really pleasant game. I think Azul is, is that would be my go-to foundation game or gateway game. Yeah. Or even yeah. outside the holidays, I think Azul is just a real win. And it's but, a very, I mean, I think you can get it at Target. It's, yeah. it's everywhere. It's not expensive. It's now, very satisfying with the bits like dominoes. I know there are a lot. There, there come to be a lot of different versions of Azul out there. Are you you're talking about the original one? The original I only have the original. Yeah, I, I think the original's yeah. fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you really play it a lot, you go for the expansions. But yeah, um, I'm not yeah. sure what all's involved with all the. That's a great choice. Things. That is. That's a lot of fun. Very accessible. A yeah. lot like architecture. And Sagrada. So Sagrada would also be a cousin to that. It's a similar yes. type Sagrada. experience. It's Sagrada accessible. It's 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 um. People are going to like it just because of the table presence, because they're going to see yeah. colors and they're going to feel very, it's not, it's not battleships or war guys or Star Wars. Uh, this next one I picked because I, I'm guessing one you're going to pick. So I was trying to pick something a little different and that's good old charades, which you don't even need. I mean, all you need is a that's list good. of words. Yeah. And I'm sure there's charade generators online, but charades is great. You don't need anything. It gets people up and they're acting out of different bits because, of course, you can do anything but talk and it can play for a lot of laughs. And that could play huge. You know, you could have you could play that with 15, 20 people potentially. That's a great one. Because you do teams. So That's charades is my third pick. With maybe Fourth, a bonus of Sagrada. With a bonus of Sagrada. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Adrian. Fourth is is code names. Oh, so good. And that one's a little. I found and I teach it. Sometimes people aren't. They're a little confused at first. Yeah, yeah. Because it it it's a little un, it's a little counterintuitive, which is a Vlada Chavadal type game. It seems like he he often does that, but it's a great game, and that's a fun game, and that's yeah. that's a more competitive game. That's a great choice. I think code I've names played. Is great codenames with more individual people than any other game I own. And, and I don't think hmm. it's great for, you know, non-hobby gamers. And I don't think I've ever played it with anyone. I mean, with maybe a rare exception, 
where at the end of it, somebody doesn't say, now, how can I get this game? Where can I get it? You know, wow. the, everyone uh -huh. just really seems to really love it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a wordplay. Like it's comfortable. You know, you're yeah. trying to do clues. Yeah. So code names. And my last one is a new one to me. And that is Scout because Scout's just oh, awesome. Yes. I've never ha had a game that had so much in such a little box. That, Scout amen. Is really yeah. Yes. And it's a little hard to find. I think maybe you can get on Amazon, but in a resale type thing, but um, so it can be a little hard to find. Scout is great. It's really a lot like a gin rummy. To, it's like gin rummy, but kind of different. Yeah, that's such a great choice. We I love Scout. I totally agree with you. It's it's yeah. so much fun in such a very very tiny box. Um, everyone seems to enjoy it whenever we play it. Um, mm -hmm. That's if you've got great. older folks that maybe aren't in, into games, but they probably know Gin Rummy, they're going to feel comfortable because yeah. they'll get like, okay, I do either multiples of one number or I do a run of numbers and they're yeah. going to immediately get that. Yeah. And the yeah. difference is you can't rearrange your cards. So that's the, that's, that's where it's a meaty game because you're trying to dump cards to get them together in a way that then you can use them. Yeah. But not too early and not too late. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of timing issues in Scout that makes it, I think any gamer is going to enjoy it. That's a great choice. Oh, that's a great choice. You know, uh, we've played Scout a, a lot as well. And and I, I enjoyed it already, but I played a game at a at our at the play retreat, several games with, with a group. And they brought a, another level of fun to it, which is they decided Ooh. to play it. They decided to play it thematically. Because you know, it, thematically, it's about it's about hiring people for your circus, and, uh -huh. and 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 most of the time, you don't have to play it thematically at all. But on every card, there's like really a tiny print, the name of somebody's name, mm -hmm. like and I've noticed and, that, yeah, 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 and then like some some circus device, like a cannon or a trampoline or whatever. And so so they would say, well, um, Susan and David may have a great trappy stilt act. But it's nothing compared to the combination of Xavier, <laughs> Margaret, and Melody uh, getting shot out of cannons. And then they throw it out. Everybody's oh! So, that's so funny. So that, adding a little bit of circus theme to it was... It was just like a commentary fun. on it. Yeah, I yeah, noticed yeah. those names and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I love that they, it doesn't need the theme. You could just play no. it the theme. But I love the theme. Yeah. It's really cute that you can hire away different circus acts to have a yeah. better act. Yeah. Yeah. And you're beating each other's act by having a better, yeah, it's it's really. Yeah. And and Uno, the one thing for Uno, it's, I mean, that's not a great game. It's It can just drag out. It's not, but but the idea of someone going out suddenly yeah. is fun. Yeah. And Scout yeah. captures that because the game ends when someone's out of cards. Yeah. So you're having to yeah. keep an eye on it as well as figuring out how am I going to go out. Yeah. And, and I, it captures that in a way that it's a lot more fun than Uno. That's awesome. Great, yeah. great choices. What are your picks, Dan? I like those. Well, I'm really glad for your choices. Those were great, Kevin. Thank you. Oh, thank um, you. Thanks, man. And one thing I like about it is you, you have a lot more, you have more kind of current games than mine. My list is a lot of older games, um, but that's, I think, largely because those are the games we we have played over the holidays. Um, mm. Some of my favorite holiday memories, and we do this almost every year, is at some point we usually get together with my mom. Um, and my mom listens faithfully to the podcast. So hi, mom. Thanks for, hi, for mom. listening. Um, and uh, she's out in Kansas. And um, 
and and these are games that that we have that my mom likes to play um our 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 adult children like to play a home from college and uh and Kristen and I like to play or when we go to visit Kristen's family in North Carolina that that um that her family likes to play as well so th- these are games that just kind of spans the generations and that um that have been really popular so um so none of these are like really hot current games but but they're but they're fun games um so the first one you mentioned earlier kevin um but it wasn't on your list can can you guess what it it's okay if you mentioned in the context of holiday games no even before like earlier on in the episode it's okay if not easter Um, eggs no good (laughs) Trying to make you. It's fine. It's fine. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember anything. No, like Warhammer Forty Thousand is the. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I knew your mom was into that game. <laughs> no, just just kidding. Um, which is a massively heavy game, and I've never played it. Um, no, right. uh, Rummy Cube. Rummy Cube. Oh, Rummy is, Cube. Rummy is Cube a, is great. It's a big holiday game. Yeah, and you yeah, know, and, yeah. and again, it's very much this kind of sense of a gin rummy kind of game, but you play it with tiles and you're trying to get runs or sequence. I forget exactly what they're called. Runs or, or um, sets, runs or sets. And you can play off of each other in a common table. And Yeah, you but, can replace like that. I love yeah. that little idea. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to rearrange them. And sometimes it's like this, this is almost like a complex Rube Goldberg machine where you have to, if I move this over here and this goes over here and this goes over here and it can be, it's so, it's so much fun. Uh, Rummy cube is a lot of fun. And yep, we, we actually play it digitally sometimes with my mom too. There's a nice uh, iPad uh-huh. implementation of it. That you can play across the miles with people. So Rummy cube is my first one. Next one is an old um, card game, old German card game called six nymphed. Six Nymph. Okay, I've seen that one. Yeah, I think it's for sale. It's in the U.S. They have put it. I think they've recently changed the name for it in the U.S. to Take Five. Um, uh, okay. But either Six Nymph and I M M T or Take Five. It's just a great game, and you can play that up to ten people, super fast. Everybody plays one card at the same time, and then you have to resolve the cards around the table. And um, it sounds, when you first play it, it feels like total chaos, like it's totally luck-based. Um, and for the longest time, we said, this is a total luck-based game. But then we had a, a wonderful... And Kristen kept winning. <laughs> well, we had a wonderful exchange student from Belgium, Antoine, live with us. And uh, he told us that he grew up playing this game with his grandma. Mm-hmm. And by golly, he won every game. <laughs> so, really? so we think they're... There's probably more strategy to it than we think, um, but it is a lot of fun. Is it six is nymph. it matching cards like numbers or you, suits? You have or? to, yeah. Everyone puts down their the cards are one to a hundred, or like one to one hundred four, something like that. Everybody puts down their card, one card from their hand. You have ten cards in your hand randomly. You turn them over. You have to put them in order in these rows, following some rules. And if you mm-hmm. ever place the sixth card in a row, you have to take the whole row which gives you points against you. You don't okay. want points. The lowest point wins. And um, it's just a great game. And, and That's it, cool. And super fun, super easy. Great. Speaking of super fun and easy, that's kind of, that's kind of uh, the theme for my games. Strike is another one. Okay. Um, Strike, Strike is a dice, a dice game. And uh, it's probably one of the better knowns of this, of on the games on my list. Uh, Strike is, uh, 
you just take a handful of dice and you're just chucking these dice into this kind of arena in the middle that's mm-hmm. formed out of the box. Um, and um, super easy, super fun, super luck based. But um, it just goes so fast. Nobody minds that it's luck based. And you're trying to eliminate your opponents. You're the last person. It's 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 so much um, push your luck. It's it's just push your luck dice game. A lot of fun. Strike is is a great thing. I, I don't know that one. That's all, yeah. That sounds great. Dice it's are a, fun. It's a lot of fun. Dieter Nussel, I believe, is the... I, I just say that it is the designer Excuse name because Strike is a common name. If you, if you search for this game Strike by Dieter Nussel, he's the designer name. N-U-Umlaut. And then that German double S thing, L-E. Um, Dieter with an umlaut. That's right. That's right. All right. Aisle five. Dieter with an umlaut. umlaut <laughs> aisle five. I'm trying to do like the voice in a store sometimes you hear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you might say umlaut omelet. An omelet. An umlaut omelet would be. That would be. We should spell omelet with an umlaut. An umlaut. An umlet. There's someone. Anyway. Is, is it top secret? It's the guys that made airplane. I think it's in top secret, but he's trying to learn German. And one of the phrases is there's sauerkraut in my lederhosen. <laughs> <laughs> he has to say it, and of course, like, no one would put sauerkraut in Lederhosen, but. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. So dumb. It's so dumb. I love it. I love it. Um, have you ever worn Lederhosen? I've never worn Lederhosen. Have I you? I haven't either. No. You know, it just occurs to me as I, as we're talking about it, I, I just know enough German to be dangerous in it, but is is it, I think, does Lederhosen literally mean singing pants? Singing? Singing, like leader, leader is, song. is songs oh. and hosen or pants. Is it song pants? No, that can't be right. That can't be right. Know. Oh, Dana's going to look it up. I'm I don't know. look it up. Um, I don't know. Uh, and oh, no, it's later hosen, <laughs> which, is le- which is leather pants. Leather pants. It's not leader hosen, which would be <laughs> singing oh. pants. But later hose one eye will always get you in trouble. However, I would fully support the idea of developing something called singing pants. Pants that you put on to sing. Singing pants. So I it would means wear leather pants, pants but later they're not pants and they're not leather, aren't they? I think they would traditionally made out of leather. I don't know. Okay. But later hose okay. means leather pants. Leader hose, which doesn't exist, would mean song pants, which I, I would fully sing. support the development of. Okay. All right. Um Number my four. fourth one, and this is this is not mm-hmm. in any order, but just my, the fourth one I want to name is Sky Joe, S K Y J O. Okay, Sky Sky Joe. Have you heard of this game? No, but I'm hoping it's a GI Joe adjacent. I'm afraid it's not. Dang it! But it would be good. Sky Joe is um, S K Y J O. It's a card game. I've heard it's very similar to a game that you play with a traditional deck of cards called Golf. But I've never played golf. Okay. But you have a um, you have a grid of twelve cards in front of you. Most of them are upside down. Some of them are turned up. They go from value of negative two to twelve, I believe. And at like um, six nymph, you want the least number of points at the end. You, the lowest score wins. And at various times during the game, you have to flip over cards in front of you. You replace the cards with cards from the common deck or cards from a deck where you know the card. And um, sometimes you have to replace them without knowing what you're replacing. And so the, and, and that can create for some 
for some fun. You're trying to be the first person to go out. And sometimes you catch other people before they flipped over their cards. So mm. um, so they may get stuck with like a 12. And it's like, oh, no, I got stuck with a 12. Um, and then there's this cool little twist that if you get three numbers in a row, you get to eliminate that entire row, that entire column. Um, uh, but it's a lot of fun. Sky Joe, S-K-Y-J-O, Sky a great Joe. card game that we have enjoyed. My kids, my mom, Kristen and me, Sky Joe is good. And then finally... There are probably two great games that we enjoy across the generations over the holidays. The first one is Remy Cube, especially enjoy. And and the the second one is this, my last one on my list, Quirkle. Have you heard of Quirkle? Right. Yeah. I have. I've not yeah. played it much. We had the kids have it. Yes. Yeah. Quirkle by uh, Susan McKinley Ross. Um, it's this great chunky wooden tile game with different symbols of different colors on them. And again, kind of like Remy Cube, you have this common area in the middle where you're trying to put your tiles together and you have to match and not match by um, color and by symbol and um, it's just great Uh, Quirkle Mm -hmm. is a fantastic game would highly recommend it for a good holiday game I think those are great suggestions thanks thanks so I I like how you you had some more modern ones and I I had some some older ones see I I just knew you were going to go for uh, Telestrations. That's why I, well, I thought I'd do Charades. You know, honestly, <clears throat> I, I, Telestrations should be on the list because we played a lot. But I was just, I, I feel like I talk about Telestrations so much. I wanted to try to go for some right. different ones I haven't mentioned. But but yeah, those that's that's a great one. Yeah, yeah Telestrations would be our, our uh, gold winner because that, that's a great game. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's just good, silly fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's it. Um, Excellent. Whatever holidays you may be celebrating or not celebrating this season, to all of our listeners and viewers, we hope that they're happy and we hope you get to play a lot of games and we appreciate you listening so much. Uh, it is it is such a joy and a gift that you, um, that you tune in or watch. We really appreciate all of you. Kevin, how can people get connected to us? BoardGameFaith.com will get you to our, a lot of our information. And we have a newsletter. If you follow that, you can subscribe there. And it's just a bi-weekly newsletter. We give some thoughts and ideas and ramblings. And so that that that's the weeks that we don't drop a podcast. So that's a great way, as well as on Instagram. Our Instagram name is Lederhosen. Lederhosen. That's song right. pants. Song pants. <laughs> what was what was the correct one? Later hosen. Later hosen is leather pants. It's correct. Just the correct one. Yeah, yeah. But we go with leader hosen. Leader hosen. We're actually board game song faith pants. on Instagram, but we need to do leader hosen. I'm going to try to get that one too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be In our good. link tree at board game faith, you can find all those links for board for our newsletter things like that. Um, if you listen to us, and if you wouldn't mind thinking about rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you watch it or listen to it, that'd be great. That helps the algorithms mm-hmm. uh, recommend the podcast to more people too. So Yeah. And we are, we have video on YouTube or audio through your podcast player. So whichever one you listen to, totally fine. But just want you to know we're also in that mirror universe if that also works for you. Yep. Yep. Great. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. And all of our listeners, thank you so much. It's great spending time with you and happy holidays. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.